This story has been recorded at an Addictive Eaters Anonymous meeting in New Zealand. You can email us at contact at aeanz.org. Because it's the first Friday of the month, we are lucky to have a speaker tonight, and that speaker is our lovely Lynn. Okay, thanks, Jane. My name is Lynette, and I'm an addictive eater. Hi, um, I'm quite scared. I've <laughs> a, a busy day, and not half enough time to think about what I'm going to say. <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, I'm amongst friends. I do know that. I know that, you know, I'm amongst people who who know me very well, mostly because they know themselves and they know, you know, this programme and... Um, and I'm no different. Um, I, yeah, I think that anybody who is giving the time of day to listen, you know, to to me tonight, um, probably knows that uh, it hasn't been a walk in the park, being an you know an addictive eater and. Um, yeah, tonight I sort of came down to that, you know, trusted thing uh, of what it was like, what happened and what it's like now. And um, thinking of what it was like, you know, I, I had a long road, um, you know, to getting here. I, um, actually, I, the last meeting I, uh, a meeting I went to this week, I um, was hearing people talk about how in the disease they had very little consideration for other people. And I had been looking at a photo of myself um, when I was 17. I was going off to the um, school ball. I had a had a nice outfit on. I'd just finished it half an hour before the school ball. Last minute. Um, I was going with the head boy. Not because I was popular at all, but he told me when he asked me that, he said, um, Mum said you'd be a nice girl to ask. <laughs> and... Um, so looking at this photo, I just uh, had, you know had the end of year prize giving, and I got the citizenship award for the um, school. And um, you know there was a lot going for me in in, in ways like I um, you know I had some gifts and some you know talents I had. You know, a family that um, loved me, and um, you know that they had their had their issues and their um, problems, but um, you know they cared a lot about me, and um, you know, but I did have the disease of addiction, so I had that, but I also had 
uh, you know, oversensitivity. I had um, an obsession with myself and of course I had the food um, and the food was a big problem from early on and um, you know, when I look at that photo, I was a little bit chubby, but I felt, I mean, I'd already been to Weight Watchers about two years beforehand, I felt uh, so fat, and I think at that age of 17 that I hadn't actually started vomiting, um, so yeah, it, it certainly got worse, but um, you know, that, that self-obsession, I, I, I look at that photo and I think, how does, you know, a little person grow up and sort of navigate things like friendships when you're just so sensitive about, you know, you're intense and I was intense and I was sensitive about um, things like friendships. How do you, you know, go through puberty and learn about sexuality and um, working and studying and um, you know, belonging in a family and relationships and, and things like that and um, when you know you rely I was relying on myself you know I didn't have a, a faith or a belief in a higher power or knowing that um, you know everything was going to be okay I was self-reliant self-sufficient and full of fear and um, Uh, tracked on for, you know, another 23 years, trying to fix myself, trying to stop eating, trying to manage life, um, you know, with a pretty tight grip on it all. And, um, you know, fearing that it was all going to go wrong and um, you know trying to make through make it through you know those normal um, progressions of life you know and um, things like uh, you know maybe motherhood well you know, I just ruled that out because, um, you know, I was, uh, you know, I think that it, I, I knew the way, way I was, I, I wouldn't be able to do that perfectly and, um, and I would have, so I wouldn't do it and, um, uh, you know, 
many years kind of passed and I, um, somebody said to me, uh, you know, when things are too well planned, God steps in and uh, God did step in in that uh, department and um, I did, uh, well I was going to say, oh I haven't said that I got married, oh, I didn't. I did have. A, I was pregnant, and um, you know, even things like um, deciding to get married. You know, I didn't have a a clean, free way to do that. You know, it was just. It was a, a lot of thinking, a lot of old ideas, a lot of not being able to. Um, you know, do something that you never gonna that you've said you're never gonna do, or um, you know. So it wasn't it wasn't easy. And um, anyway, uh, I did get married, and we did have our our first son, and. Um, you know, it was still after that that um, what happened. Through all that, I did always want things to, you know, I wanted to be able to fix things. And I knew, you know, I had a very big battle with the, the weight and the food, but I also wanted to... Um, I actually wanted to find peace. I wanted to have a way to be peaceful. And uh, I tried a lot of things. And actually, no, it just didn't change. And, um, and yeah, I'm trying to find the words of what happened. I believe it was you know, the beginning of God getting me re ready for this program, where uh, I did have in my mind <clears throat> that there was this place to come, but I believed it was for the most hopeless cases in town, and I was on this big fight, this big mission, not to be hopeless, and... Uh, and so it, it did take a long time for me to get to that point where I was ready to um, come here. And um, so, yeah, I did come here. <clears throat> and thankfully, you were all here, most of you were, were all here that, that very first, uh, that first day that I, I came and, um, you know, I was focused on the food and the weight, but what people here shared, you know, firstly, uh, you know, spoke to me about that obsession, about that food, about the weight, but, you know, it spoke to me very deeply, you know, about a lot more about uh, 
what I actually, what I needed to you know to get well and to actually live to to live okay without that twisted stomach of of you know I guess fear and um, the stuff that I didn't even know on one level that I you know that I had. Um, so basically, what happened was I was ready, you know, to to listen and to um, do what was suggested to me. So I basically spent the next ten years holding on tight to. Uh, my food plan, my meetings, of course my sponsor, and thankfully, you know, what I heard from my sponsor in, in meetings was about, you know, how people had got a spiritual solution for this spiritual problem. And thankfully, all the time that I'm, you know, holding on tight to what what I can do, I just believe that, you know, God has been able to get in and fix me up. You know, on each day that I've had away from the food, my life has been able to, you know, get better. And yeah, I'm just I'm very, very grateful for that. You know, I I you know what life's like today. I'm in the in the middle of the school holidays. Yesterday, you know, we have a very busy life. We have a lot going on, and uh, their father had given them some uh, money to buy something, lollies at the supermarket, and we've been busy. I had two jobs. I wanted to put a sign up on a fence and they needed to go to the supermarket before we left town to go home. It was getting late. I said, I'm going to put the sign up. Straight across the road is the supermarket. There's lights to go across the road. How about you go over to the supermarket and while I'm doing this job? And I could, you know, in the drive to go there, uh, I could see one of my wee boys thinking about this and he said, actually, I'm not going to go to the supermarket now. And he said, um, I'm all right to be at the supermarket by myself if I know you're in another aisle. And 
I listened to that and I knew that it was not right for me to be, you know, sending them by themselves. It's not our supermarket, it's a great big supermarket in a place that we don't even know, you know, and so very quickly I was able to, you know, give up what I was going to do. I said, you know, I'm going to do that tomorrow, we'll just stop here. We went into the supermarket and it was massive and when we started, oh, when they bought their things, one of them was 67 cents over and one of them was 70 cents under, you know, like if I had them there by themselves, then I'd have to deal with it. When I came out, I didn't know which way I was going, let alone them. And so when we came out, I said, I'm really glad you you said um, that it, it wasn't a good idea because now that I'm coming out, I don't even know which way I'm going. And that would not have been a good idea for me to, you know, send you by yourself. And one of the main complaints from my husband, you know, before I came here was that I thought I was always right. I never backed down, I never, you know, changed my mind or unless I changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I've got this wee boy who can trust me, trust me to listen to him, and it means a lot to me that I get, um, you know, to not have to be in control of everything. It's a lot to me that I wake up in the morning and know that I'm not running the world. I have got God and I don't... Um, I don't have to worry, I, I'm not carrying everything, you know, I, not everything is easy, but I have my sponsor that I, the more I take my difficulties to, the more help I get. Um, and and the more help I get, the more I can rely on my higher power. I have listened to something recently that um, you know that was saying um, in the most difficult times, you know, use it to to go to God. And, you know, what, what, what I heard was, um, you know, 
what is, you know, who is more likely to turn to God? Somebody that's got, you know, a completely comfortable life um, or somebody who's, for example, wrongly accused of a serious crime and is kept for years in solitary confinement or whatever, you know, who is most likely to have to, you know, turn to their higher power? And, you know, I have my difficulties and instead of me thinking, oh, you know, I've made mistakes or this is wrong or this is going wrong or um, actually I can just use it to know I can't deal with this, I can't fix this, I can't sometimes even cope with it and um, freedom in that today uh, yeah, it has not been all about the food for me and um, yeah the freedom is coming because actually today when I think of the worst possible things that could happen I know that um, I'm not alone, I'm here, I've got the program, and I've got my higher power, you know? Uh, I've got the feeling that, you know, everything is going to be okay in the end, and if it's not okay, it's not the end, <laughs> you know? It doesn't have to be the perfect the perfect life, you know? Um, yeah, I'm very grateful, so very grateful that, you know, I I came in to a group that, um, you know, for me, not an online meeting that I could whip into at the last minute and whip away, you know, the minute it's finished. I, I, I've had to come here to, you know, people who see me and know me at my worst and at my best, you know, and um, and likewise, I get to see, you know, others at their best and at their worst, you know, and um, yeah, very, very grateful. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah.